Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry here of the Tighten Up Podcast. New episode out today on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network because uh, that happens every Wednesday, the Tighten Up Podcast. You can go check that out uh, in your podcast feeds. Also, uh, we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network going live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline. And also hit us up on Instagram, uh, uh, Twitch, and TikTok, and uh, Threads. There's too many T social medias these days. Can't get them all. But yeah, Threads as well uh, as we get going every weekday morning at 8 Central. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you. Uh, like Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon or online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, but our coverage rates and service at fbhp.com slash atoz. The Aura app, keeping you safe online. So do that with our link for a two-week free trial. That's aura.com slash atoz. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer, in Middle Tennessee with three locations at Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. Jack, uh, I, I knew you looked different, but I wasn't exactly sure what it was, but the chat quickly uh, reminded me, yeah, no no mustache for you right now, which in uh, very clean shaven, which I don't know if I've ever seen you uh, clean shaven. It's been a long <laughs> time since I've seen you clean shaven. Uh, but yeah, no stash on training camp day. I guess, I guess the, the playoff beard starts now. Is that it? Exactly. Yeah, I was. It was a D Hop beard, you know. I, oh, as long okay. as as long as D Hop was a free agent, I wasn't going to let it go. But uh, you know, now that he signed, sealed, and delivered, it, it was time to start a new era. It's 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 a new Titans era over there. So figured I'd, uh, I'd I'd get with the times and switch things up while training camps around. There you go. All right. So DeAndre Hopkins talked to the Titans media for the first time as a member of the Tennessee Titans. And we've got a lot of audio and video we're going to get to of DeAndre Hopkins and him quieting the haters across multiple fronts. But uh, first, DeAndre Hopkins asked why he ended up choosing the Titans and how much Mike Vrabel had to do with it. The pick for you, DeAndre, what were the most important things in your in your decision to come here? Uh, competitive roster that Vrabel and, and Rand have built. Uh, I want to be able to compete. Obviously, you know, it starts with the division. And then after that, the rest speaks for itself. You'd mentioned uh, the relationship that uh, Brable's kind of maintained over the years. How much does that mean? I mean, you know, you've been in Houston. He comes here. You go to Arizona. When you have that kind of connection with a coach, how much can that maybe help uh, with just the familiarity when you're changing situations? Oh, that helps a lot, especially someone in my situation going to year 11. Uh, I wanted to be somewhere around people that I'm comfortable with. Brable uh, and I. You know, we've always kept communication over the years. Uh, when I was, first got to Arizona, he was one of the first coaches to congratulate me and was one of the first coaches to criticize a, a bad game that I had as well that wasn't my coach, and that's what I respect about uh, Vrabel. Texted you talking about that Yep. Mm-hmm. What the criticism was? He asked me why I didn't catch a ball that I should have caught. Was that your first reaction? You appreciated it, or did it take a while to No, I appreciate that right away because that's how he was in Houston with me. At 31 years old, what is it about your game that you feel will allow you to continue to play at a high level? Uh, my IQ, um, the way I play the game, the the pace I play the game, obviously. Um, the way I started last season as well, uh, you know, my first couple games in, in Arizona. 
So there's DeAndre Hopkins and uh, Jack. There's two things from that video. One, what a Vrabel move to just text DeAndre Hopkins from like multiple time zones over and say, what happened? You should have caught that ball on third down. What happened, D-Hop? Hmm. Uh, and then also the second thing I took away, DeAndre Hopkins media one-on-one. DeAndre Hopkins will answer a yes or no question with yes or no and leave it at that. So uh, media members, be on your toes when you're asking DeAndre Hopkins questions because you know he's going to give you what you give him. So you better be uh, – be uh, on point with how you phrase and how you ask those questions. But I mean, Jack, your reaction to DeAndre Hopkins on why he chose the Titans and how much of Rabel had to do with it. Yeah. I mean, obviously the connection with Rabel and D hop was still pretty strong, even though the, those two had spent a few years apart. Um, I think that that's really cool. Rabel also has an edge on a lot of other coaches in the NFL and that he can directly relate to a lot of these players. He played recently and, you know, some of the younger coaches in the NFL didn't crack. Like Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay, some of those dudes don't they, – they didn't have NFL experience where Vrabel has the edge. And, you know, I think veterans are attracted to that knowing that he's going to take care of them. He's not going to push them to their, to their breaking point. He's going to push them, but he's going to, you know, be mindful when he does that. So Vrabel obviously had a huge impact there. I thought that – I thought it was really interesting what D-Hop said about – watching the Titans because Derrick Henry is one of his best friends. And he said, you know, he tries to watch him as much as possible just to check in on, on D or on, on Derrick Henry and, and Vrabel and the boys. And when he said that he was impressed with what the Titans had done while Josh Dobbs was under center for them in the yeah. last two weeks, that struck a chord with me because yeah. the Titans had every reason to lay down in that week 18 game on the road against Jacksonville had six straight losses coming in, a quarterback that's been there for two weeks, and they fight like hell and t- and are winning in the fourth quarter. And who knows what would have happened if you know th- that officiating crew spent a little more time under the hood on that fumble. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was a perfect example of the culture that Vrabel's instilled with this Titans group, and it shows, and it obviously made an impression with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, for sure. And so I, I think a lot of the things that we talked about uh, throughout this entire process, because DeAndre Hopkins also said that he didn't think he took that long to make his decision, but uh, and that was funny moment there towards the end. But I did like the fact that um, that DeAndre Hopkins kind of confirmed a lot of things that we all thought and talked about because Matt just brings up this. I don't know um, if this is correct, but Matt says, "Remember when Zach said that that." Uh, that D hop Vrabel relationship was a no deal. I don't know if Zach thought it was a no deal. I, maybe he was downplaying the uh, seriousness of it, but clearly the relationships that Deandre Hopkins has inside that building uh, had a lot to do with this and familiarity with it. It's, and it was deeper than I even realized because I had kind of forgotten and overlooked a little bit. You know, we all knew that the, the Mike Vrabel, Tim Kelly, Derek Henry, triumvirate of relationships that DeAndre Hopkins had, but I forgot Charles London, who's now the passing game coordinator for the Titans was also uh, in that Houston Texans organization at the time. Then you have Pat O'Hara. Even if you flip it over the defense side of the football, Shane Bowen uh, was in that uh, facility as well. So, and DeAndre Hopkins said, yeah, any, everybody that I had relationships with that are here in this building uh, that, you know, that's a big deal there. So I, I think, it runs deep. And, you know, when you're in year 11 and you're, you're talking about, you know, going to your third team, all those things matter because you want to make sure that you make the most of this opportunity. 
uh, as well. And so then, you know, with, with uh, Tehran bringing up, uh, you know, it it is year 11. How do you still feel confident in your ability? His IQ plus the way he's training. Uh, So a big deal there uh, for DeAndre Hopkins and the Titans. But Jack, let's go ahead and get deeper into that conversation you were talking about. Because DeAndre Hopkins was asked, why is he so confident in the Titans offense? Because the first thing he said was competitive roster. So circling back to, oh, competitive roster. Well, what about this Titans offense? And so we'll get to why DeAndre Hopkins is confident in the Titans offense. But first, let me tell you guys about the Aura app. Aura is keeping you safe online. They keep me safe online because I signed up with Aura back three months ago in April. Uh, And Aura, it's so easy to sign up. It took two or three minutes to do that. And then uh, all I have to do is nothing because Aura sends me notifications if a password leaks. If something else happens with a credit card charge, that might be a little iffy there. Aura keeps me safe and they've rid my life of spammers, robocallers, telemarketers because Aura identifies data brokers that have your information and automatically submits opt-out requests on your behalf and they rid that information from the data brokers who pepper you across your devices with things that you didn't ask for or sign up for or want. And so uh, Aura had 30 data brokers that have my information and they got rid of those within five or six days. So you can use our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ to get a two-week free trial with Aura.com. That's Aura.com slash ATOZ for a two-week free trial to get rid of those data brokers uh, in your life. So check it out on that link, Aura.com slash A to Z. If you think that's a good deal, BetMGM's got another one for you. BetMGM has a new promotion going around. They refer a friend invitation, and it just got so much bigger. Current users can log into BetMGM and go to the refer a friend invitation. You can get up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time a friend signs up with BetMGM, they get $100 and you get $100 in bonus bets. You can invite up to 20 friends, which gets you to that 2000 number in bonus bets. It's an awesome deal just in time for the football season. So don't miss out on this incredible promotion from BetMGM. All right, so DeAndre Hopkins was asked, why is he so confident in the Titans offense? Because the Titans offense catches a lot of heat uh, nationally about uh, this, uh, you know, what they have offensively with their personnel. So quieting the haters part one of this Wednesday show is the Titans offensive personnel. On the outside, a lot of people will say this, this off, specifically the offense doesn't look competitive. What makes you confident that this is an offense that can uh, play at a high level? Uh, I remember watching last year's game when Josh Dobbs came in and they almost won the game. So, uh, you know, that right there, you know, woke my eyes up to, um, you know, how these guys play uh, and, and, and the pace they play at and how competitive they can be, uh, you know, with the right people on the team. And, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys seen the same game that I seen. You know, they were in a lot of games. And before a lot of people got hurt, I've always kept up with, with Vrabel and the Titans. And Derrick Henry's one of my friends, so I try to watch all the games that he's played. So, I think last year when Josh came in and those guys were, were very close to, you know, still still winning, that right there uh, kind of woke my eyes up to see that they're only a couple pieces away from where they want to be. So you mentioned the Josh Dobbs thing. D-Hop was paying attention there and how competitive and how aggressive the Titans play and how they – the pace of play that D-Hop mentioned a few times throughout that press conference – I think that is the urgency the Titans play with. That's the fight the Titans play with under Mike Vrabel. 
and the fact that, yeah, they were in a lot of games. They lost seven in a row, and, and nobody's making excuses for that. But I think everybody who watches our show that knows about this Titans and knows what the story of last season was understands that. And, Jack, I know we talked about this somewhat recently, and you've talked about this on the Titan Up podcast, that the Titans had the lead to win the AFC South with Josh Dobbs in his second week in the building, employed by the Titans. They had the lead with two minutes to go in the game. And all they had to do was not turn the ball over and force the Jags to kick a tying field goal. And then, you know, the, everything went wrong. You mentioned it. The review never really happened that mm-hmm. as, as uh, in-depth as we wanted it to. And the Titans uh, did not make the playoffs. But so then he ended that comment, Jack, with they're just a few pieces away because he saw that in that competitive loss, they're just a few pieces away and Tannehill's back. And we'll talk about Tannehill later on, but yeah, I think, you know, do you buy, do you buy what Diop's saying? And that's why he's so confident in the Titans offense this year. Yeah. So real quick, I, I saw Mr. Jones ask, where's the Titan up podcast. It's on the A to Z sports podcast network, Apple and Spotify. We had Zach Lyons on this week. You can go listen to that episode. It's out now. Um, I absolutely buy it. And for D-Hop, who is entering his 11th season in the NFL, there's a sense of urgency, right? He's not going to be this good for that much longer. So he's looking for a team that also has a sense of urgency. A win, uh, you know, and before the draft really started, people were talking rebuild. And really before D-Hop came through, it, it was still kind of a, uh, is this like a competitive rebuild? But now that D-Hop's here, it, it's clear that the Titans are focused on winning. And urgent this sense of urgency is not just a d hop a d hop thing right ryan Tannehill's on his last year of his contract derrick henry also on the last year of his contract kevin byard he's around d hop's age the same goes for him like who knows how much elite football is left in kb so the titans know that the time you know their time with all of these key cogs is running out like they're not going to have this group together much longer so there's a huge sense of urgency a win now approach and it's a team that has a chip on their shoulder heading into the season not just the titans from what happened last year and everybody's going to pile on because of the seven game losing streak but in reality they were missing everybody i said on the titan up podcast this week i think the titans win that division if they have one of these three players available in you know down the stretch and that was harold landry uh taylor lawan and i'm forgetting who i put as my third but you know Oh, and Ryan Tannehill. If they had one of those guys in that Week 18 game, I think that they pull through and win that ball game. So there's a huge sense of urgency in Tennessee. I absolutely buy what D Hop's saying. I think that he's bought in, which is a really tough part for incoming free agents. But you know, Vrabel is pretty picky after being burned by some of these guys like Vic Beasley and Clowney. I think D Hop's mental aspect is uh, flying under the radar uh, just a bit because of how determined and motivated he is for. You know, one of his last truly, you know, elite seasons here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I, I I think the Titans probably win that game with one of those three players. And you're talking about a left tackle, an edge rusher, and a quarterback. I, I think it just takes, you know, maybe one. I mean, I, you know, the Harold Landry thing I could maybe argue on, a, on another day because the Titans defense played really well. True. And the, the Jags defense is the one that won the game, not not mm. the not the Jags offense. Uh, with that. So uh, yeah, Lawan would have been there and maybe not have allowed the sack fumble on Dobbs that turned into a touchdown to win. So, you know, I I think you you have a good point there, but yeah, the Titans, 
and I saw somebody comment this and forgive me if I'm not going to be able to scroll up uh, fast enough to find uh, the comment, but uh, when, when D hop says competitive roster, I don't think he was, Oh, here it is. Sean Gill. A guy, Sean Gill on YouTube says, I don't think he meant competitive in the sense of having a lot of good players fighting for the ball. Uh, but uh, that regardless of who's playing, they'll be in the game with a chance. And I, and I think that is absolutely, absolutely. true that outside of, a select few, you know, at Buffalo week two on Monday Night Football. There's a couple other small circumstances where Mike Vrabel's Titans teams got blown out and had no chance to win that game. The Titans have been right there with an opportunity to win uh, a lot of their games, a high percentage of their games uh, with Mike Vrabel as a head coach for the last five years. And the Malik Willis game in Kansas City. Yeah, where that blown call in the end zone on Travis Kelsey kept the Titans from winning that game. I mean, Vrabel's teams have a way of beating teams that are more talented than them, and we saw that two seasons ago. We didn't see that at all last year. But for the most part, the Titans play up to their competition. They can hang with anybody in the league just because of that physical style that they play and this elite defense that covers the offense's tracks when it's a slower day throwing the football. So. Yeah, I, th- there's a lot to like about the uh, you know the, the culture that Rabel has. I think that was a big part in why D Hop came. And there's not going to be a game on the schedule where if the Titans are fully healthy, you say, "Oh, we're going to get killed today." That's just mm-hmm. not how this team operates. Yeah, for sure. A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Uh, Joey says Titans lost seven in a row. Really play up to that competition. Everybody was but, hurt. They, yeah, and and like again, I'm not trying to make excuses. We're not trying to go back in the vault. And, and big dig up the the skeletons from last year's season. But we know there was a lot of problems. And the whole goal for Rand, look, the GM was fired for it, right? And we know the, the problem in Rand's task was to fix a lot of those problems with the offensive line, the passing game, the quarterback of the future, and clean up the salary cap at the same time. And it feels like, and Jack, you said this last week, I believe, you said something about like if if DeAndre Hopkins is not signed, Rand Carthon's offseason was a failure. But if mm-hmm. he is signed, then it's a complete success because they <laughs> check all the boxes. And I'm paraphrasing your quote there, but mm-hmm. I mean that's pretty spot on to what you said. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the moves he made in free agency were really kind of underwhelming. I understand the value that you're getting with Arden Key, a guy who I believe still holds LSU's single season sack record. And then Aziz Alshair, who played behind two of the best linebackers that the NFL has to offer. And, you know, he could start on 31 other teams. They bring him in. I, I liked I liked the moves that he made in the offseason, but mm-hmm. there wasn't that splash, right? And you don't get a quarterback in the first round. That's fine. You go offensive lineman. You need that. That, that patches up a hole that you have, one of a handful. And, you know, the Levis pick, it, it didn't, it, you know, while it was – it was nice that they went to the quarterback route because I believe they needed one after seeing what Malik Willis did last year. And, you know, who knows? He could take a huge leap forward. But Carthon didn't have that big splash. He didn't have that feather in his cap. And a lot of times when a GM takes over, they're going to make a big move to get a guy that they want and, you know, set set the narrative on their tenure as a GM early. I think that does, I think D-Hop does that a bit. I know it's just a two-year deal. But – I, this just shows me that the Titans are are still willing to compete for you know a spot in the AFC playoffs, and yeah. I've said it on the Titan Up podcast so many times. All you got to do is get a ticket into the dance, and right. who knows what happens after that. Yep, A to Z Sports here live on this Wednesday. Our guy Chris Stress, who've been watching us for a long time, says, "Hey, first uh, time got to see us live uh, in a long time." But Chris, good to have you in here. 
Uh, I know. Hey, uh, yeah, it, we're about to get really busy. Uh, Chris was a part of the uh, the one and only A to Z Fantasy Football League that we did back. Also, Tighten Up Trivia. That's right. Tighten so, Up Podcast. Yeah. So, all right. So, DeAndre Hopkins was asked very simply, what is your belief in Ryan Tannehill? And this is uh, where we're going to go to next and, and hear from D-Hop about, again, quieting the Titans haters is the theme of the show. The first one was about the Titans offensive personnel, and that includes Ryan Tannehill. But now we're going to get deeper into diagnosing what D-Hop thinks about the Titans quarterback. But first, the Bone and Joint Institute, they can help you out whenever an injury happens in life. You need to go to the Bone and Joint Institute because they are the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. And the region is all of Middle Tennessee and Southern Kentucky and Northern Alabama because uh, there's nowhere else in that area that does it as great or as good or as comprehensive as the Bone and Joint Institute. And they make it easy because they've got specialists all across the board that can deal with any type of injury. I've seen I've seen three, I think, doctors at the Bone and Joint Institute over uh, my uh, adulthood. Uh, my guy, Dr. Scott Arthur, uh, as well, he helped, uh, helped me out with a, my knee injury. Uh, I've talked about Dr. Jeff Watson quite a bit as well with my foot. And they make it easy because you go to boneandjointtn.org and you tell them, hey, I want to make an appointment. You click that button. You say, my foot's hurting. And you type that in and it sorts the foot specialist there that can help you out with those injuries. You find a, a date that fits for you and your schedule and it brings up their calendar right there. It's so easy. Uh, and they do it all right there in Franklin, Tennessee. So check them out. Uh, it's injury season uh, as football uh, starts up, youth football, high school football, uh, in a real flag football, everybody gets hurt playing football, right? Uh, so make sure you know the Bone and Joint Institute is there for you, boneandjointtn.org. It is injury season, absolutely. It's also football season, which means you need to download BetMGM and take advantage of this fantastic offer that they're promoting. It's a refer-a-friend invitation over at BetMGM. It's a great new deal where current users can log into BetMGM, so make sure you have an account with BetMGM. You'll go to the refer-a-friend invitation, and you can send that up to 20 to up to 20 friends and collect up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time a friend joins with BetMGM, they'll get $100 and you get $100 in bonus bets. Like I said, you can invite up to 20 friends, get to that $2,000 in bonus bets, and have a hell of a start to the football season. Start the season in the green at BetMGM. All right, Jack. So let's get to it. DeAndre Hopkins asks, what about his belief and Ryan Tannehill, here was the new Titans wide receiver. What's your level of belief with Tannehill as the quarterback that, that he can lead this team and you to winning? Uh, what do I believe? What's your level of belief that he can lead the team to winning? Uh, one out of ten, I think it's a ten. What do you think of him as a quarterback? I think he's a great quarterback. What's been your key to sustain success over the ten years, Deion? you got more catches than anyone in the league in the last ten years. Ooh, if I could, you know, it's a lot. But I would say um, being on the same page with my quarterback, I can't go out and, and throw the ball to myself. Being patient, not having the ego, putting in the extra work. As much as people say, uh, you know, I don't practice. I don't think you can have those kind of numbers without practicing. So uh, it's doing not just, you know, the things you guys see, uh, but also, like I said, outside of the football field, being on the same page and being reliable. To quote uh, Tom Brady's ex, Giselle, uh, he can't throw and catch it. Uh, so DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> also uh, can't do it all without himself, So without the quarterback help. So what's your belief in Ryan Tannehill? He said 10 out of 10. 
I mean, that's strong comment there. And we'll get the chat here uh, involved in a second. But uh, I think it is interesting, Jack, before I kind of let you uh, expand on this, is that it's off the field stuff, right? Because Ryan Tannehill in his time as a Titans starter has a better regular season connection and they put up better numbers with receivers that he has time to work with in the off season and in training camp. And it takes more time uh, for uh, Tannehill to connect with somebody when they don't have that time together. Uh, and I, and I immediately think of, you know, the 2019 year it, it took, Ryan Tannehill and Corey Davis a couple months to get going together, but Tannehill immediately had a connection with AJ Brown and Anthony Ferkser because that's who he was working with as a second team offense behind Marcus Mariota. So what do you think about Tannehill or the comment about Tannehill, you know, the belief in Tannehill, and then you have the whole, you got to do stuff off the field and be on the same page with the quarterback. I mean, watch D hop in that answer. He didn't blink. One time when he said one out of 10, he's a 10. He's a great quarterback. Didn't blink once. Very stern, very serious, you know, and I can't blame him because, you know, if D-Hop was in it for the money, he would have no reason to show up for the first day of training camp, right? He could have just signed on the dotted line whenever he wanted to. The Titans need a receiver. He could have played them like a fiddle for as long as he wanted in order to drive up that price. But he's going to get in. He's going to be ready for training camp, ready to you know start a rapport with his new quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. He's already you know got some familiarity in Tim Kelly's system. He's got Charles London as a guy he's worked with before. Um, so it, you know all these guys are going to help make the transition for D Hop so much easier. And when it comes to the Tannehill thing, all he's done as a starting quarterback in Tennessee is win. He's thirty six and nineteen as a starter. And there are three throws in Ryan Tannehill's Titans tenure that he would like to have back. And they all came in that Bengals loss. I think those three throws have turned everybody against a guy who has an incredible winning percentage. He's got the tied for the fourth best quarterback rating in the NFL since 2019. Since he came to the Titans, he ranks tied for fourth with a 100.5 quarterback rate rating in the NFL. I mean, that is incredible. Those guys do not grow on trees, and while Tannehill's not supremely talented, like we see with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, all these guys, Joe Burrow, that have gotten or are about to get monster deals, Tannehill's a winner, and it, it, he's a product of the guys you surround him with. Mm -hmm. Last year, he wasn't surrounded with anybody besides Derrick Henry, and defense has got to just stack the box, put eight in there sell out with the run and let Traylon Burks or NWI beat you down the field. They're going to have to change that approach this year with D hop standing outside along the sidelines and, and really pick their poison. So I, I don't know. Let's go to the chat. Let's find some answers from the chat. Yeah. One to 10. We'll get to the one to tens because there are just straight up hate um, <laughs> that people have for uh, Ryan Tanner. I'm just going to read some comments before we get to the one to tens. Kenny says, I feel like uh, Tannehill can get the Titans to the playoffs, but after that, who knows which Tannehill will show up. Uh, I see somebody uh, saying that, uh, where did that comment go? Somebody was like, oh, the Titans drafted a bust, and now they're starting one too, calling Ryan Tannehill a bust, which I think is just idiotic in somebody that doesn't necessarily know what the hell is going on. <laughs> the Titans got Tannehill for free, essentially. I mean, what? how are you framing a 36-19 and 19 starter as a bust? Yeah. That's 
especially, and this is a different conversation for a different day. uh, The fact that Ryan Tannehill's contract looks so much better uh, today than it, you know, and after the several big signings that have happened over uh, this offseason, including Justin Herbert yesterday, Joey asked, what has he won? Just wondering. Look, I mean, Ryan Tannehill's won a lot of games. He's won two AFC South titles. He's won a couple playoff games, and he's gotten the one seed in the, in the AFC. Look, is it a Super Bowl? No, but how many quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl since Ryan Tannehill has been the Titans' starting quarterback? Three, maybe two. I think it's three because it's Mahomes twice, Tom freaking Brady, and mm-hmm. then Matt Stafford. Stafford, true. So three quarterbacks have won a, 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 a and Tom Brady, you know, is elite, just like you know, Patrick Mahomes level elite of winning Super Bowls. So, like I think how many quarterbacks have yeah. not won a Super Bowl as well, right? So it's you know, my Ryan Tannehill's done a lot of winning, and everybody's gonna hate on him, but uh, I think uh, that's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of unfair uh, hate on Ryan Tannehill. I think uh, uh-huh. a lot of it has to do with the, the Miami situation. And then, yeah, look, the, the, the playoff game against Cincinnati is always going to haunt him uh, until he overcomes it. And he got hurt last year, which was not his fault. He got hurt because the offensive line was saloon doors and he got hurt and couldn't play and couldn't move. So, all right, Jack. Now, and then and I, I'm with MB. What has Justin Herbert done? Like Marcus exactly. Mori, Marcus Mariota had, did more than Justin Herbert on his rookie contract, and Justin Herbert is now the highest paid quarterback. Now he's next in line, and Joe Burrow is going to beat him and be the highest paid quarterback in probably like a week and a half. But you know, Marcus Mariota won a playoff game. Justin Herbert has blown a playoff game to Trevor Lawrence after having a four touchdown lead in the first half. So, and Teal Real says. Uh, this is the guy uh, that was calling Tannehill a bust. He goes, buddy, Tannehill was drafted eight in 2012 and made the playoffs once uh, in seven years. Yeah, but again, that's that's the Dolphins, right? Like, that's, yeah. that's Adam Gase head coach tenure, which, look, that's not Ryan Tannehill's fault completely. You know, He managed to spend six or seven, I forget the, the exact number, six or seven years with the Dolphins. Yet he still has a winning record as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Uh, how can you be a bust with like, uh, I don't know the exact, his exact record, but how can you be a bust with at the age of 34 with a winning record as a starting quarterback in the NFL? Like, you know how many quarterbacks have been drafted since then that either are already out are out of the league or don't have a winning record. That is the vast majority of these quarterbacks Tannehill, sure. Look, I understand. It's a tale of two Tannehills. The regular season Tannehill and the postseason Tannehill. Postseason Tannehill, he, you know, he's, he's going to need some redemption at some point. But, I mean, they don't make a lot of quarterbacks that can go 36-19 and 19 with the fourth best quarterback rating since he arrived in Tennessee when there are so many talented quarterbacks in the NFL. So, I'll head to the chat. I'll grab some of y'all's answers from scale of 1 to 10. What is your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill? Steven checks in with an eight. T-Real says two. Titan Fox says eight. Um, Let's see. Chandler says eight. Jay says five. Rooney says 10. Look at the numbers. Take that for data, Rooney. Uh, Roger Wilson says eight and a half. Jason Brown, eight. Tighten up, five. Confidence level, 
negative uh i believe this would be like a 100 gazillion um okay matt stotler says eight mike withrow says seven john says nine uh joey says three seven and a half from grim jim pistol says eight more than half of these are above a five yeah, uh, Dr. Lips, <laughs> whatever you want to do that, says six. He's too old and slow. Ryan Tannehill's not slow. Like, what the hell? Who, what are I, people watching? I pulled up the numbers, and you can check them out on my Twitter, at Jack H. Entry, uh, in a comparison with Kyler Murray. You would think that Kyler Murray would have a boatload more, you know, tons more rushing touchdowns than Ryan Tannehill does since coming into the league, right? Yeah. Well, since 2019, Kyler Murray has 23 rushing touchdowns, considered one of the most agile and, and fast, quick, whatever you want to call it, quarterbacks that the NFL has. Ryan Tannehill has three less rushing touchdowns in that span. He's got 20 rushing touchdowns since 2019. That number blew me out of the water. I was actually surprised. So, yeah. yeah. Tannehill, he looked slow last year, but that's because he was playing on two sprained ankles. Yes. And like sprained multiple times, uh, <laughs> you know? All right. So Jack, I'm going to have you get to your, uh, your answer here in a second. So the question we've asked um, everybody in the chat, Jack was reading some com some comments. What is your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill leading a winning team on a one through 10 scale? We're going to play the Deandre Hopkins audio uh, video again after this, but asking uh, Jack and I for our answers, a uh, confidence in Ryan Tannehill leading a winning team on a one through 10. But first, let me tell you guys about Krebs Kubota or my confidence is through the roof when it comes with Krebs Kubota because they make it happen for everybody who's looking for the top level equipment in the industry for whatever project you have going around uh, with your home at your property. Krebs Kubota can make it happen for you uh, because they are an elite Kubota dealer, which means you get uh, access to top of the line industry equipment and also uh, elite warranties because the Kubota line is the best when it comes to the machinery, but also the best when it comes to protecting the warranties and that machinery. So an elite Kubota dealer is the way to go. And you need to go with Krebs because Krebs Kubota with over 18 years of serving middle Tennessee in those three locations in Franklin, Columbia, and in Murfreesboro, uh, they uh, prioritize customer service over everything. So when you have a relationship with them, you're going to get what you need when you need it on time to help you out and the expertise uh, to educate you on exactly what you've got going on with your property. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. Football season is upon us. I personally made a bet yesterday on BetMGM Vanderbilt over three and a half wins for the 2023 season. It's easy money. It's going to happen within the first four weeks of the season, I promise. Um, but if you want to take advantage of some of the great offerings that BetMGM has, you got to do this one. It's a refer a friend invitation, and it just got so much bigger over at BetMGM. Current users, if you have a BetMGM account, log into that account, go to the refer a friend invitation, and you can get up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time a friend signs up with BetMGM, they get 100 bucks and you get 100 bucks in bonus bets. You can invite up to 20 friends and pocket that $2,000 in bonus bets and spend it however you'd like. Bet on whatever you'd like. Maybe you want to bet on the Vandy win total and win some money with me. Maybe you want to bet on the Titans or Derrick Henry's rushing touchdown number at nine and a half. There's a lot of great bets out there on BetMGM. It's easy to navigate, easy to understand. So go make sure you take advantage of this offer and refer your friends to BetMGM. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New and existing customer offer. All uh, promotions are subject to qualification and other requirements. Awards issued knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days. And for problem game of sport, called Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. Jack, I'm going to play the video one more time because D-Hop's belief in Ryan Tannehill, and then you and I are going to answer the question, uh, what is your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill to lead a winning team? Because uh, I think leading a winning team, one through ten, uh, that is the question. But here is uh, once again DeAndre Hopkins on seventeen. What's your level of belief with Tannehill as the quarterback that, that he can lead this team and you to winning. Uh, what do I believe? What's your level of belief that he can lead the team to winning. Uh, one out of ten, I think it's a ten. What do you think of him as a quarterback? I think he's a great quarterback. What's been your so he's a great quarterback. He's a 10 out of 10 in that belief. So, Jack, what is your confidence level in Ryan Tannehill leading a winning Titans team this season? First, I want to establish what a winning team means to me. Now, Fair. a lot of people would say that, you know, with a 17-game schedule, 9 and 8 is quantified. You know, you label that as a winning team. Not to me. A winning team means making the playoffs. And that's something that Ryan Tannehill has done every single season besides the one in which he got hurt last season. And the Titans still almost crawled to the playoffs. There's no reason to believe that Ryan Tannehill can't lead the Titans to the playoffs yet again, whether that's to the AFC South, which is probably the most likely route, or getting one of those two wild card spots. So my confidence that Tannehill can do this thing is an 8.5. I am. I believe that the Titans have an 85% chance to make the postseason this year. I, I think that the division is still gettable. That gap between the Titans and the Jags is not as big as most people think, uh, at least most people outside of Nashville think. Um, so, you know, 36-19 as a starter, you've heard the numbers. Ryan Tannehill has, gotten to the, uh, has taken the Titans to the playoffs, taken them to the AFC Championship game in 2019. He locked up the one seed and got the divisional round spot where he threw three picks against the Bengals. Like he's he's taken them to the playoffs and he's taken them past the wild card round, whether that's for his regular season work or winning in the playoffs like he did in 2019. Mm-hmm. Tannehill can absolutely lead this team back to the playoffs and maybe even win a game in the playoffs with a weapon like D Hop. I know that in today's social media world, it's easy to easy to become a prisoner of the moment and easy to believe that last year is a year is, is something that will happen over, you know, you know, at least again, whereas the overwhelming majority of Tannehill's days in Tennessee have been winning days. I, I just, I think that a lot of Titans fans are falling victim to the seven game losing streak to watching the Titans stink without Tannehill, without AJ Brown, without a legitimate threat outside. Now you bring D hop back into the equation You've got a Chig in his second year, a Traylon Burks who's hopefully going to have a full training camp and emerges that guy that the Titans had drafted him to be. And, and even Kyle Phillips returns from injury. And you've got NWI down there as well who can chip in whenever he needs to. Tannehill's got weapons this year. Derrick Henry still Derrick Henry. The Titans' defense is the Titans' defense. I believe that Tannehill, on a scale of 1 to 10, I, I'm putting it at an 8.5 that he can take the Titans back to the playoffs. So you said eight and a half, 85% chance you think the Titans can go to the playoffs with Ryan Tannehill. <sighs> I mean, if I'm going to play by your uh, parameters of, of what a winning team means, I- I'm going to agree with you. And so with those rules, so I, I think I'm going to go down to a seven and a half. Okay. 
I'm at a seven and a half. It's still very high. And I think Ryan Tannehill, I think if you ask this nationally, like what would the national cumulative confidence level be uh, in Ryan Tannehill? It's probably like a four. Wouldn't you think? Nationally? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it would, it would be below a five. A lot of people have counted the Titans out, like they do every single season. But, I mean, yeah, from a national media's perspective, it, it would it would definitely be at least a four. I mean, it could even be dipping down into the threes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Pizzle Ramsey says, come on, Austin, you might as well be at an eight. No, I'm going to go six, 7.5. Like, I'm not, you know, if Jackson 8.5, you're not saying he might as well be a nine. I think that's what we like using the decimal system at times is because – it's seven feels too low and eight feels a little high for me. So I'm going to go a 7.5. I think the Tennessee Titans with DeAndre Hopkins, there are no excuses. Like outside of the obvious injuries that, you know, fits for every NFL team, injuries can ruin any season. Uh, but I think the Tennessee Titans with Ryan Tannehill healthy, they have a chance to win every game on their on their schedule. And we've been over this, Jack. Like the schedule, it's not a first place division winning schedule like it has Thank in the past. God. Like, yeah. like you know, with after you know weeks one through six, yeah, it's a pretty solid AFC gauntlet there. I mean, you got the newly highest paid player in the NFL in Justin Herbert week two, with the Browns and Deshaun Watson in year two and week three, the Joe Burrow and the Bengals who will be the highest paid player in a week and a half in week four. And then you got, look, you have to win that game at Indianapolis before you go to London and play the third highest paid player in the NFL in Lamar Jackson. And then you got a bye week to kind of take a deep breath and reset. Like, but you know, that first six games, you know, I think week one's that much more important because of the five AFC games after that. But the Tennessee Titans should absolutely be in a position to fight for a playoff spot and to win the AFC South with Ryan Tannehill and the offensive line that's been reset. Obviously, Nicholas Petit Frere is going to not be there for the first six weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with the George Fant workouts in that situation. But yeah, I think the Titans should be able to, you know, fight through the suspension. Like NPF's a good player. You know, NBF can be a good player. He's still a second year guy. It's not like they lost, you know, a Pro Bowl player for six weeks. Like NPF right now is still somewhat of a replacement level player. Yeah. He was just one that you felt good about that you didn't have to worry, right? <laughs> he was just like the only guy coming back that was yeah. going to play the same position he did last year on that offensive line. But yeah, I, I mean, it's a great season to get the NFC South as well, where Derek Carr and this with the Saints is the best quarterback in that entire division, where he was probably what number four in the AFC West, which the Titans have had, had to deal with quite well, a lot. Yeah, depending on what's what Russell Wilson you got, but yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I I like that you went seven and a half. I think there's much more evidence that Tannehill can be a you know can lead a winning team and can lead a team to the playoffs than there is against it, especially with the body of work that he's put together in Tennessee. Durability has been fine up until last year. He snapped Steve McNair's um, record for starts consecutive consecutive starts, consecutive yeah. starts by a quarterback with the Titans. So he checks all the boxes. It's just giving him the proper help. And last year, he didn't have the proper help. This year, there's a lot to be excited about. I think that I really do think that Chig and Traylon Burks are going to exceed even what Titans fans believe that they can be. Because I know everybody's, you know, with D Hop on the roster saying, okay, D Hop's going to carry the load. But Chig was a big play guy. He had like three catches over 40 yards last year. Traylon Burks can be that deep threat. Ryan Tannehill at his best. 
is cooking in play action. Yeah. With with Derrick Henry back there and with viable threats on the outside to make plays down the field, we can get back to the old Tannehill this season where he takes care of the football and makes big plays down the field while mixing in Derrick Henry throughout drive. So yeah. I, I'm I'm a believer. I'm still confident. And it look, it's his last year under contract. He's got a lot to prove. He knows that. Yes. He's not going to be unemployed next season. But I do think that that lights a little extra fire under him. I think what you just said right there, the old Tannehill coming back and also Tannehill having a lot to prove. I think we we heard DeAndre Hopkins say something else about that too. And I want to play that video uh, here in a second too about what Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill knows what the season is. And I think it was evident in one of DeAndre Hopkins' comments uh, yesterday at his press conference. But Farm Bureau Helplines, they can help you out uh, with your health coverage as well with health, dental, vision, whatever it might be with your health coverage situation. Farm Bureau Helplines can either take over the entire coverage for you or fill in the gaps that you might have uh, from your employer's plan that might not have the best dental or vision options. Farm Bureau Health Plans can do all of that for you. They've been doing it for over 75 years across the state of Tennessee and helping Tennesseans stay safe, stay covered, and have great rates and great coverage. Zach Bingham joined Farm Bureau Health Plans a year and a half ago, saved 20% every month, and get great coverage, better coverage than he had when he was paying more money. So that's the best of both, wor- both worlds. Have your cake, eat it too. With Farm Bureau Health Plans, you can walk into one of the 200-plus locations across the state or check them out online. Very easy. Online at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. BetMGM, if you're a current user, they've got a great offer going for you. It's my last time to talk about it this show, so I want to make sure I hammer it home and make sure that you current users are doing your due diligence and getting all of the money that you can possibly get with BetMGM. They've got a refer a friend invitation program where current users can log into BetMGM and go to the refer a friend invitation tab. You can get up to $2,000 in bonus bets because every time one of your friends signs up with BetMGM, they'll get a hundred bucks and you get a hundred bucks in bonus bets. You can invite up to 20 friends, take that total all the way up to $2,000 in bonus bets just in time for football season. Don't let this offer pass you by. Capitalize over at BetMGM before football season really gets going. All right, A to Z Sports here live on uh, this Wednesday. Jason, uh, I did take care of the teal reel spamming on the YouTube chat, so uh, he is gone. Uh, (laughs) And so uh, real quick, uh, Jonathan asked, Austin, is Sam going to have those play-by-plays on Twitter today? I'm not exactly sure what today's media rules will be for the first training camp practice, but I do know we will have tons of content um, out there for Titans training camp practice. I'll be out there later this morning as well as they start practice at 9.30 Central Time, so just about 30 minutes from now. But last thing on Ryan Tannehill, because DeAndre Hopkins said it, Ryan Tannehill knows exactly how important this this season is for him and he himself. So many quarterbacks in, in your career. What has been the key for you in being able to develop that relationship with them that you need to have to be productive? Uh, off the field, not just on the field. Speaking to those guys, hanging out with them. Doing the little things I play with, you know, I, you know, a lot of quarterbacks, and that's one thing that I realized that helps. Extra communication, doing doing the little things that you don't see on on the practice field, and going over things in in the film room, trying to be perfect. All quarterbacks are different, but uh, at, at, at the same time, you know, they're they're very similar. So you know, just trying to find certain things that they like and being on the same page with them. What was your visit with Ryan like in that regard uh, when you came in and uh, how, you, how much are you looking forward to working with him? Uh, Ryan came, him, him and his wife, they came and uh, you know met me and ran when we were out. So that, that said a lot about him right there. 
uh, you know, just wanted to come in and, and talk to me, hang out with me. Uh, we kicked it off right away. It kicked it off right away. So uh, Ryan Tannehill and his wife, Lauren, they go, they go to see D hop. They know what this recruitment was all about. And, uh, it, it paid off. There's a lot of reasons why DeAndre Hopkins picked the Titans over the Patriots and maybe even the Chiefs because of the money for the Chiefs. But the Titans truly went all in. And I saw Rand Carthon had a comment uh, uh, just a few minutes ago about this was a month-long date with he and with the Titans and DeAndre Hopkins because that's what it takes when they're trying to court somebody to get them to sign that paper. Uh, it, it worked out at the end of the day because Ryan Tannehill's involved as well. And everybody is all in. Like <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill's all in. D Hop's clearly all in. Derrick Henry's all in. Kevin Byard took the cut. He's all in. We saw how much pain that missing out on the playoffs cost Jeffrey Simmons last year in the locker room following that Jags game. He's got to be all in. It's it's good to have everybody on the same page this early, but now's the time to really hammer down the details and get on the same page timing wise. So you can hit the ground running that that week one game on the road in New Orleans is not going to be an easy place to play, but it's a winnable football game. The Titans have to make sure that they are prepared in every way possible to walk out of New Orleans with a W. Billy Jones says Tannehill is a really good guy. And then I see Jonathan says Tannehill seems like a great human, not just a great quarterback and great quarterback and debatable great human. I think uh, that that checks out. Mr. Jones, Jack has a comment. I, I, it's a great, it sounds so good. It would, this tweet, you could, Jack, you can take this tweet and, and this comment from Mr. Jones and tweet it because it'll do well. It makes me cringe though, but it'll do well. D hop didn't want to go to a Super Bowl contender. He wanted to create one. <laughs> oh man. Like that is a, that is like PR marketing brilliance there from Mr. Jones who doesn't have a lot of victories on this show in the comment section, but I do like it. Uh, it's very cliche, jokey, cringy, but yeah, I mean, I don't think he's going to create a, a Super Bowl contender, but well, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, knows how big his impact can be for this team. If D-Hop signed in that first wave of free agency, and he, he wasn't cut by then, so it was impossible, but if he was, he could have had a big-time impact on recruiting of other free agents, which I believe he will have next offseason when the Titans probably need it most with a lot of, with some, some roster churning going on next off season. I think the D hops star power is enough to sway some superstars across the league who may be hitting the free agent market into coming down to Tennessee. I don't know. We'll see. All right, Jack, I got five minutes before I got to head the Titans practice here on this show, but it is now time to throw shade. We always throw shade on Wednesday. So Jack, I know your shade uh, Titans fans are going to love it because, uh, it goes against one of those division rivals. So throwing shade time here every Wednesday. Is it, is it time for my shade? Yeah. Presented by Wilson County Hyundai here live on this Wednesday, throwing shade, uh, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Make them part of your new car buying process. Go see our friend paid bone in Lebanon or check them out at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. So throwing shade here on the show. Uh, we'll let more of y'all shade come into the chat. Uh, but Jack, your shade, I think is an automatic win for everybody watching the show here. Yeah, we got into it a little bit yesterday on the Titan Up podcast with football and other F-words host Zach Lyons. Um, he made some great points, and I'm going to steal some of his thunder today. But I want to throw some shade 
at everybody across the league who is saying that the Titans have no right to wear the Oilers uniforms. That is absolutely absurd to me. We've seen opponent the away fans' attendance in Nissan Stadium over the last few years. They've had a chance to see all those famous Oilers up in the Ring of Honor at the top of Nissan Stadium. The Titans have embraced the, the Oilers' culture for forever. I mean, it was Billy White, Shoes Johnson, and the guys coming in uh, last year before the Colts game. They, they do this every single season, and, and I think the Adams family has done such a great job over the years in making sure that what happened in Houston with the Oilers, and I guess in Tennessee where they were the Oilers for two full seasons, uh, is not forgotten. So th- those people criticizing the Titans using the Oilers uniforms, the throwbacks, haven't been paying attention and are not real football fans. And, uh, you know, just to drive the point home even further, Houston had an opportunity to create new history with, you know, an exciting team name uh, down there and, you know, an exciting rebrand after the, the Oilers up and left them. And they come out with the Houston Texans. That would be Zach line. I'm going to repeat Zach Lyons joke. That would be like the Titans being named the Nashville Tennesseans. I mean, what a horrible name for a franchise. They essentially ripped off the Titans jerseys and their colors in itself. Like if anybody's doing the copying, it feels like Texans is copying the Titans. But at the end of the day, those people who are pissed about the Oilers uniforms being worn by the Titans are just a bunch of casuals who deserve to be on the sidewalk watching football games. It makes no sense to me because like I get, I get the fact that Houstonians have an emotional attachment to the Houston Oilers. I get it like that generations of, since the 1960s to go through it, I get all that. But, and and the fans are not the ones to blame for why the city and the Adams family had the breakup and they moved this, the team out of the city. But I also think it's just weird that it's kind of like, if you have here, here's my analogy is that the Titans are a family owned business, right? Mm-hmm. If a family owned company leaves the building they were in, in this community, they might've done great community service. They might've had a great charity work, but if the family leaves that community and they go somewhere else and move States, you don't, you move on. Like you miss them, but you move on. You don't have the same building and keep the family photos inside the building for the next tenant. That's just creepy. That's weird. So that's Mm -hmm. what the Titans are. The Titans moved. They left their house in Houston and the Texans, destroyed the house, rebuilt the house, but still want to have the Titans family photos on the walls. Like that's just creepy. It's not yours. It's that now you might've loved them. You might miss them, but that's okay. But it ain't yours. They moved on. So you need to move on too. And you got somebody else who's doing the community work and having that business in in town too. And even in the Oilers heyday, like they would not fill up that stadium. They, when they were there, they weren't loved as much as they should have. And I, I I want to end with Jay's, uh comment to to one of my points is the Oilers fans would still be Titans fans if they were real Oilers fans, right? I it's it's the same franchise. Yeah. If you were if you were all in on the Oilers, you're probably on the Titans bandwagon. Exactly. My shade is gonna be this one this real teal guy who came in here and was spamming the show. I banned him on YouTube and then all of a sudden like three other accounts come in and start having the same comments spamming. So I've banned them too. So whatever you guys have to do with your life and you're just spending your Wednesday morning trying to spam us, 
And I don't think you're the winner and thinking you're that you won, you won, but I, I think, uh, appreciate your time and your attention. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my shade is, you know, weird opposing fans thinking that they can puff their chest out and bang their chest for spamming a, a, a show for a different yeah. team. Weirdo Strange behavior. behavior. Yeah. Weirdo behavior. And we would expect nothing less from uh, Texans and Jags fans. So, yeah, well, and you know, thanks for, goes. thanks for the views. Thanks for the ad revenue. How about that? We're the winners. You're the loser <laughs> who's creating burner accounts on YouTube to come play our ads to give us money. Thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. That's where we're going to wrap this up. Hey, tons of content, seriously, tons of content for uh, you guys for Titans practice training camp starts in 20 minutes. I got to go, but we're going to have a great content up there on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. So make sure you like the show. You also subscribe to this channel for all of our Titans presser content and, and training camp content. And we'll see you guys tomorrow on a Thursday. Appreciate it as always. Tighten up podcast out now.